Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Ahoy, traveler. You have entered a realm of noble heroes and monstrous beasts. A realm of epic quests and illicit affairs. A realm where tales of myth and legend unfold with every roll of the dice. Welcome to Tales from the Tower. Hello and welcome to Tales from the Tower, a Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast actual play series. And this is part two of Trials of the Tower Initiate. Now, when we last left our heroes, they had just been hired to safely escort Val Asterio, a promising young mage, from his childhood home in Crossing to the Tower of High Sorcery. Now, this being Dungeons and Dragons, it was not without some drama and peril. To begin, Val's parents were both against the prospect of their adolescent child leaving to study magic. Val's father, because of his desire to have Val take over the family business, and Val's mother, due to her belief magic is dangerous. Nevertheless, our four heroes and Val left Crossing and began their journey. They met an awful but well-meaning Kenderbard by the name of Darina Tumblewood. The heroes regaled Val with stories of their past over a campfire, and they also managed to fend off a kidnapping attempt launched by four bandits and a Kenku. And this being Dungeons and Dragons, our heroes killed nearly all of them. In fact, only one managed to run away, and, and they still tried to chase him to kill him, too. It's, it's, gonna, it's giving murder hobo. However, they did find a scrap of paper hidden in the boot of the Kenku, one with a very accurate description of Valisterio. It seems there is someone or something that does not want Val to make it to the Tower of High Sorcery. And that, dear listener, after a brief reintroduction to our players, is where we pick back up. I am Grim Rokenhammer. I, I might not be the smartest hill dwarf running around with two warhammers, but never trust anyone shorter than me. Hi, my name is Technic. I'm a level two Thrike Crane Artificer, and yeah, he just likes to wander the world, finding new new things. Navida Anshara, Kalistar Death Cleric, Goth Girlfriend of all clerics. Hello, I am Grim. I am a rogue fighter changeling, and I think more logically than most people would really like me to. Hope that's not a problem. The next day opens and you continue your travel. And about mid morning, you find yourself beneath the canopy of the mighty Valenwood trees in the town of Solace. Arrangements have already been made for you to stay at the inn of the last home by Val's parents. Uh, the mighty Valenwood trees of Solace now tower over you on either side of the road as you enter the forest. 
Their massive bowls are as wide as houses, and they stretch up to 300 feet high. Sunlight still penetrates the canopy of leaves, however, and the sun-dappled forest floor is surprisingly bright. The village of Solace sits 20 to 40 feet above you, nestled among the wide bows of the Valon Woods, with wooden staircases that wind upward around the great trunks. A web of platforms and bridges connect the treehouses, and you can see the townsfolk bustling about without ever touching the ground. Although there are a few buildings on the surface, scattered among the tree trunks, the nearest one to you appears to be a stable. So, is this a, did you say this is a, uh, like, mixed race city going on here? Is this well, humans? Uh, yeah, this is, I guess, is as, uh, as, as close to a forest metropolis as you might find. Okay. This is a, this is a pretty busy, um, like, uh, city that's kind of in between, or town that's in between other cities. So you get a lot of travelers coming through. Ask Val if he knows how to ride. But before he can answer, I'm going to go to the stables. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I can. Grim would look at uh, Val and then look at the party and say, Val, how much money do you happen to have on you? Um, he reaches into his pocket and pulls out, uh, or he reaches into his backpack and pulls out a small pouch and starts like he opens it up and without like you know pointing it out kind of like rifles through it i'd say maybe 20 to 30 gold pieces that's more than enough do yourself a favor go get yourself some proper equipment whether it be leather armor or something you need something to protect yourself because after oh, oh, I, the... I don't i don't need to buy armor I, I i learned how to cast mage armor i can i can cast mage armor if needed he says that like with a very like you know with obvious pride in his voice. Oh, I'm so glad to know that. So where was the mage armor when the Kenku was taking you away? Where were your weapons when the Kenku was dragging you away? Or did your did your magic you know just fail you at that particular time? The obvious like pride in his demeanor dampens, and he kind of looks he looks down. I, I guess I, I kind of froze like. I've never been in a situation like that before, but, but, Master Grimm, it won't happen again. I, I, I can assure you. Happens I, once, it'll happen again. It's just a matter of when. Now, you don't have to rely on physical items. Go get something. Oh, oh okay, okay. Uh, walks into um. Like he starts to make his way towards Solace, uh, and Grim or Grum has made his way to the stable. What are the rest of you doing? Grim would follow him just to make sure that he doesn't. For... Grim has zero faith in this child's ability to navigate life, and is going to follow <laughs> him to make sure that he doesn't trip over his own feet and like fall onto a rock and hurt himself or something. Fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, Navita will accompany the dwarf to the stables. Hopefully her devilishly good looks will counterbalance his gruffness. <laughs> All right. Ticknick, what are you doing? I'm going to follow Grim and Val. Uh, so uh, you walk into the stables. Uh, you There's a stable boy there uh, sort of like picking up after uh, some of the horses. 
Uh, how, how's it going? How, how can I help you? Hi, Pony Boy. I need to know how far it is to. Uh, he'll look at the NVIDIA. Where were we going? To the tower. Right, that place. How far is it? How much is it to rent a horse? Oh, well, to rent a horse is going to be um, 50 gold pieces a day. Um, you want to go to the tower? You're talking about the, the ma- that magic tower that everyone be talking about? Yeah. Yes. Yep, that's, that's the one. Oh, uh, well, that's going to be about um, from here, uh, I say probably like, you know, another three or four days of travel for sure. You know, with a with a horse, maybe, um, maybe two days or, but three at the most. You know, you know, all things going going according to plan. You know, the weather don't, you know, turn turn crazy or sideways on you. I've never seen it turn sideways. Oh yeah, the weather, the weather will turn sideways, honey. Let me, let me tell you one thing. Okay, what's the one thing? That the weather would turn sideways. Oh. Well, horse is too much. Thank you, bye. He turns to Navita and is like, is this guy okay? I'm not okay. I am not okay. (laughs) He might have had one or two bumps to the head. And are you entirely sure 50 gold a day is the best you can do? And then she'll use the mind link uh, telepathy to whisper in his head, I'm sure you can go lower. Uh, is there any sort of, like, a DC to that? No, just says I can speak telepathically with any creature I can see. He, because, like I said, Solace uh, has a lot of travelers coming in and out, uh, he is pretty, he's not completely used to, uh, things like telepathy, but it's not unknown to him. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you can go. You can get out of my head. Yeah, for these horses, it's gonna be fifty gold pieces a day. That's as, that's as low as uh, the boss lets us go. You know, it's not, not my decision. It's it's the boss's. If you want to, uh, you want to talk to her about that. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to go upstairs. And like points up uh, toward to uh, to the end of the last home. Navita's a little bit, uh, she's confused. Usually she gets by on her uh, dark, good looks. And she's a little bit (laughs) displaced by getting turned down by the stable boy. (laughs) Uh, She'll turn and uh, follow Grum away from the stables. Alright, so do you want to make your way upstairs? Do you want to travel around Sala some more? What do you say, Grum? Shall we jaunt about the town? I'm looking for an ale. No. In, in I can do for a drink. Let's go left. I'm going left. Well, you can go to the end of the last home. You can try to find uh, another tavern. That, that one is literally like right above you. Let's go there. All right. All right. Perfect. Uh, so you walk in. Uh, you see a rosy-cheeked gnome attending bar uh, and uh, some other patrons uh, kind of milling about, you know, discussing, having... It's a, it's an inn. It's a tavern. Excuse me, drink-getter. Excuse me. The name is Tilly, and if you want a drink, you better mind your tone. 
I meant no disrespect. May I have your strongest hail? I'm just teasing you, Master Dwarf. Of course you can. Turns turns around, starts pouring a, a big old flagon and sets it in front of you. Make that two. Absolutely. Pours a second. Now, is it just going to be the drinks or are you going to be staying here for a spell? Well, we haven't quite decided yet. Uh, we would need the rest of our party, but we'll start with the drinks for now. What do you say, Master Dwarf? This is the place we were supposed to go, right? I mean, I guess I wouldn't say. I've got a bad memory. Well, what, what brings you to Solace? Oh, just passing through. What he said. Well, we have plenty of rooms available if you want to take a load off. Otherwise, I can go ahead and keep the tab open if you'd like. Actually, come to think of it, I believe we have a reservation. Oh, a reservation. Now, what would the name be under? It should be under Astorio. Oh, let me see here. Um... Oh, yes, Master Val? That kid, yeah, him. Yes, I have you down here for uh, three rooms. And I'll take two more ales, put it on his tab. Oh, well, this, they've only paid for the rooms. I'm sorry. You're, you'll have to pay for these drinks and any additional yourself. Cancel that last order. Of course, Master Dwarf. If you like, I can go ahead and give you the keys to your rooms. Uh, like I said, you have three rooms reserved, and uh, you have them reserved for the evening. Excellent. Thank you. You said your name is Tilly, dear? Yes, it is. Excellent. Uh, we'll take the keys. Slides the keys on over. Uh, and starts, you know, going about her business, tending the bar, pouring other drinks, cleaning. So, Ticknick and, and Grim, you follow um, Val into a merchant. He walks in asking for um, some kind of armor, and you overhear the merchant asking him, well, like, you know, how much is he looking to spend? Val says 50 gold pieces. The, uh, the merchant kind of laughs and it's like, well, I'll tell you what I can do. And he pulls out this like, um, like this wolf's hide that uh, is kind of like he can wear kind of like a poncho. Uh, he said he can let that go for 40 gold. Uh, Val goes ahead and buys it, puts it over his body and starts to walk away. Uh, and I assume like walks into like you, Grim, you, you and uh, Ticknick said you were just kind of following a little bit behind not really yeah. hiding. And so yep. walks away from the merchant, sees you. It's like, well, Master Grim, Master Technic, I I found some armor. This this is pretty much all they had that I could afford. Grim just kind of raises a brow like and says, "Did you haggle at all?" H- haggle? What what is hag negotiate? Did you try to bring the price down at all? Did you say you wanted leather armor? Oh, n- no, no. I just, I, I asked for armor and he asked me how much I wanted to spend and I, I told him. And how much did, how much did you uh, spend on that? It was, it was 40 gold pieces. I see. Okay. You remember how I said that you need to learn how to read people? Y- yes, Master Grimm. Okay, so you just got what we like to call in the um, criminal world. Um, you just got scammed. 
Because paying 40 gold for whatever you're wearing is insane. Am, am I correct in this uh, thinking, Ticknick? Uh, yes. I mean, I, I didn't. Okay, I. Lesson, lesson learned, Master Grim. Wonderful, right. wonderful. Now, Ticknick, if you'll do me a favor, will you watch over the young Val? I actually just realized I have to go do something very important. Yes, I, I will. Wonderful. Um, I was scrolling through my character sheet and realized I have a wonderful background feature and I was wondering if I could make use of that right about now what is your background feature criminal contact you have a reliable and trustworthy contact who acts as your liaison to a network of other criminals you know how to get messages to and from your contact even over great distances especially or specifically you know local messengers corrupt caravan masters and CD sailors who can deliver the messages for you Okay, what are you trying to do? Uh, I am trying to see who or what is going on with Val and why people would be pursuing him and why he would have a uh, notice out for him, as well as if I could potentially have them ease up on that for a um, few days. You start to make your way around Solace, kind of eyeing who, based on your uh, background as a criminal uh who might have information that would um that you would want and you know that if you want to uh get information one of the easiest places to get it from is from the streets and from those who live on them uh, and outside um of one of the buildings you see a man begging you know, begging for change uh, toward anyone who's walking by. Um, and you start to approach them. So I would take the money that I had begin to begin with, which I believe is 15 gold, and I would drop that into his cup because um, I know money talks. Um, and I would pretty much, like, um, ask him for information or who would know the information about um, Val. What do you, so what do you do and what do you say exactly? Well, first, I guess I should ask, does he look like he knows information? Like, does he look like he would know something or someone who would have the information? I guess I should say. I mean, you wouldn't know if he had that information, but you know, by and large, you know, um, you know, people who, um, who are on the streets for a majority of the time tend to hear rumors, tend to hear gossip, tend to hear things that aren't necessarily uh, meant to be known by others. Gotcha. So Grim would walk up and kind of kneel down in front of the uh, the beggar. Spare some coin, ma'am. Of course I will. Of course I will. But before I spare my coin, I will need you to um, answer a couple of questions for me. Uh, just... I'm just trying to get enough to buy a drink. I, as um, as he's rambling off, she just flashes like ten gold coins in front of him. Just trying to buy a drink. I just, oh, oh yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you want to know? 
I'm looking for information about a certain individual. He's being hunted. And him being looked for doesn't really benefit me in any way. So I was hoping you could tell me who would know information about this. Or maybe you do. Hunter? Who's, who would hunt somebody? Val Astorio. Oh, I don't know any any Val Astorio or Astoria or, or anybody, but I can, I can tell you one thing that there there are dangerous folk about. I mean, just 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 yesterday, I was I was walking through town, and this this huge black carriage just came blazing out of nowhere, and it would have run me down if I hadn't been quick, if I hadn't jumped out the way. Windows were all covered. I couldn't I couldn't see who was inside, and I I swear I swear the driver even tried to swerve to get me. After I dodged. Interesting. Now listen here, beggar. If you want this gold, I need to know every little bit of information about that carriage. And I need to know if there's anyone who's knowledgeable on, um, we'll just say underworld secrets in this town. Roll me an intimidation or persuasion check. Uh, I'm going to take that persuasion because I have expertise in that. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, How's it? Hold on. Sorry. Brain mathing, brain mathing. 21 do. Yeah, yeah of course. Well, I mean, they, they barely even stopped. Uh, they were there at the inn for a few minutes, and then they continued south, which is the direction that you're heading. Um, I mean, as far as uh, who you want to talk to about, you know, the the underground about crime, I, I I couldn't I couldn't help you there. I I mean, I mean there was there have been some missing kids over the past few years, and uh, uh, there's one guy. Uh, um, Grayson, Grayson Ash. He's been investigating that. I mean, he's 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 a good guy. He's not he's not part of the the criminal element, but I mean, he might he might know who who would be. I see. Well, I appreciate the information, Vega. And she drops um she drops seven coins into his cup seven gold coins and stands ah. up that is for what information you were able to give me had you been able to give me more reliable information it'd been more but i see our business is done here and she just walks away and the gods look kindly down upon you and he gets up and swiftly makes his way toward uh the inn to buy a drink in hindsight, I'm now regretting not asking about what the driver looked like or where to find this guy. Well, you live and you learn. Would you say his name was like Ash Gray or something? Uh, Grayson Ash was the name Grayson of... Grayson Ash. Um, Groom would probably just ask around the, uh, the area that she's in, because I'm imagining she's not in the best part of town. Um... 
just to see if anyone would uh, know where to find this Grayson, Grayson Ash guy, because if he's investigating, that means he's probably a detective, which means he's probably not very well liked, which means people might be more willing to talk about them in a negative light. I mean, it certainly depends on uh, who you talk to. Who are my options? I mean, you have uh, just normal, like, I mean, people, uh, you know, making their errands around uh, around Solace. You have um, people at the inn. You have Tilly. Uh, you have, um, like, other merchants that you have, have set up shop. Uh, I would start with the, I, I would I would make my way to the inn, and I would just start asking around there. Do you join uh, Grim and going back to the inn? Uh, yeah. All right. So Val accompanies you. Uh, you arrive at the inn. You arrive at the uh, end of the last home, and you see Rum and Navita already there, sharing an ale. And you're um, you re uh, you reconvene. As soon as I notice them, I would walk up to them and say, Well, I seem to have dug up some information. Do tell, my dear. I recall the events and tell them what the beggar told me about what has been happening and the information that I was seeking. I don't tell them anything about my criminal background or anything. I just kind of like casually say, Hey, you know, I was talking to a beggar and, um, you know... They gave me this information. Well, it's shady, to say the least. Shady is uh, most definitely the word, but I don't think the beggar would have lied to me, not for the amount of money that I put in his cup. However, this uh, Grayson Ash fellow... I feel like we should at least seek him out before we leave town. Maybe see if he knows anyone about knows anyone looking for this uh, Val boy. Well, all right then, let's go. So you're just gonna wander around Solace looking for Grace and Ash? <laughs> I was really hoping somebody else. I was really hoping somebody else would have an idea. <laughs> no, no, Grim, Grim would, uh, Grim would kind of like gauge the reactions of uh, everyone in the party before doing something because she does have like a vague idea of where to look. Well, let's weigh the options here. In order to complete our contract, we've only got a few more days to get to the tower. So, do we spend the time looking for this Grayson Ash on the word of a beggar? Or do we get this young bean sprout to where he has to be and get paid? Well, the other concern that I have is that this black carriage that was speeding through town, it could be totally irrelevant, but some, I, I don't know, call it a, uh, call it intuition, call it a gut feeling, says that, um, they might try to veto us or uh, be problems later. I would hate for us to have to fight an unnecessary fight. After all, we almost lost you. And that, 
That, dear Navita, would be a shame. Believe me, I can hold my own. Now you say this carriage was speeding south? Correct, the exact way we're going. I feel we'll encounter it either way. Oh, we'll encounter it, but whatever their intentions are may change based on our actions here. Then let's get them. As you um, engage in this conversation, Tilly notices uh, the three others that have joined you. Oh, is this the rest of your party? Hello, my name is Tilly. Welcome to the end of the last home. Wonderful. I'll take your strongest rum, please. Oh, I see you're a drinker right after your friend. Pours the drink, hands it to you. Now, as I already told your friends, uh, you have the three rooms reserved here. Uh, the bill only covers the room, so anything you drink or eat will be uh, we have to be paid for outside of that. However, you do get um, dinner for free as part of this evening's show. Wonderful. I'll be paying for everyone's drinks. Well, and it looks at the rest of you. Well, don't you have a nice friend in her, huh? Isn't she a sweetheart? Eh? Bring us your strongest of whatever they want. Yeah, real darling. <laughs> uh, Val asked um, Tilly if uh, he can get the uh, key to his room. And she obliges, hands him the key. Uh, like I said, there are three rooms. Uh, Val is to um, Val doesn't uh, is willing to share a room with someone, but uh, would like to be alone after the events of the past couple of nights. In fact, he uh, sort of stands there wearing his wolf pelt, like poncho. Like I. I kind of need a, a, a couple hours just to, you know, decompress, if that's okay. Like, I just kind of want to, you know, lay down and just, you know, by myself and maybe rest a little, if that's okay. Grim gets a... Gets like a... Uh, God, I can't think of the word. I'll, I'll just say devilish smirk on her face. Looks at Val and says... Do you want your mother's comfort? He looks at you knowing exactly what you mean by that and says, no, I, I'll, I'll be fine. I just, I need to rest a little bit and turns around, heads upstairs and, you know, out of sight. This poor boy is just getting bullied by these two women in his party. <laughs> two grown women bullying a small boy. Yes, yes, he is. So Tilly, kind of uh, being a little nosy, uh, is 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 that is that Val? Is that the is that the young boy that you were talking about? That is. Uh, Tilly, I have a question for you. Well, I might have an answer. <laughs> Do you happen to know a person by the name of Grayson Ash? Oh, Grayson, he's... He's kind of the town kook. Um, I personally haven't seen him in months. And from what I can tell, he hasn't been seen in weeks. Ah, but... so you, 
Do you not know where he resides or where he could be found? Oh, I, I would be surprised if he had any sort of place that he could hang his hat. He's, uh, like I say, he's kind of a bit off of his rocker. <sighs> Ever since, you know, those missing children, he, he kind of went off the rails, so to speak. And About those missing children, were one of him his or something? Why does he have such an interest? No, they, they weren't. They weren't his. But he took just, you know, took to wanting to figure out where they had gone. And and when he couldn't, it just, I think, I think it broke him, you know, mentally. I see. So you have no idea where to find him? None at all? Like I said, he probably does We just want to help. Oh, absolutely. And everyone wants to help, right? She says it with a hint of sarcasm in her voice. She's, you know, been around and seen and heard too many things to uh, just take someone at their word, especially a stranger. Grim will do her absolute best to push her point of, no, really, we do just want to help him. Roll me a persuasion. Yeah, so how's that 21 do? Oh, well, definitely beats her 12 uh, insight. She sees, like, the look in your eyes and sees the fact that, like, realizing the fact that there are the four of you seemingly protecting this young boy. And her tone kind of softens. <sighs> look, like I said, Grayson seems to be a lost cause. He's definitely around somewhere, but where he is at any given point, no one could tell you. He could be scrounging up for something to eat on the south side of town. He could be, you know, hounding somebody, asking questions on the north side. It, there's no telling. I mean, you might as well be chasing the wind, trying to find Grayson at any given point in time. You're probably better off just, you're probably going to be more lucky just having stumbling across him, to be honest. Well, that's unfortunate, but I do appreciate your honesty. Absolutely, honey. Now, do y'all want something more to drink, or you want to go yes. wash? more rounds, please. Water. Go Water. wash up before the show starts. Oh, how are you guys doing? Well, I'll have another drink, but tell me about this show, Tilly. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. We've got Lucius the Rye. He is the absolute best. Oh my gosh, he is so good. Everyone is just pleased as punch that he is taking a break here in Solace to perform. Uh, shall be an interesting show. Uh, in fact, everyone roll me um, history checks. That's a 12. 17. That is a 5. With my negative three, that's a zero. <laughs> All right, so Ticknick, you actually recognize the name Lucius the Rye. You're not necessarily familiar with his work, but uh, it is uh, the name of a bard that you have heard of before. I do believe I have heard of him, actually. Oh, of course you have. He's He's one of the best. Like I said, like we are we are beside ourselves here that he's performing 
we we went ahead and we're gonna make a big feast. It's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be the talk of the town for months, if not years, to come. Trust me. Such a big fellow coming to town, and yet I've never heard of him. Granted, I am fairly new to the region. Oh, well, maybe you just don't have your ears to the streets like like your Thrykin friend here. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I will look forward to seeing him. Well, the show starts promptly at six o'clock, so definitely be here. All right, so six o'clock's about uh, it's a few hours away. So, how do you want to spend the rest of your time? Do you want to just have a few more drinks, then go rest up, wash up in your rooms? Do you want to go investigating around town? I would say Grim's probably on her second glass of rum, so she would probably, or cup of rum, so she'd probably stop right around there because she doesn't want to get absolutely intoxicated. Um, and I would say she, I guess I'll just see what everyone else does before I say anything too further, but she would definitely stop drinking by now. I will do the exact opposite. <laughs> Grim is still paying for everything, so she's just like, go for it. Yep, gonna drink as much as I can on her dime. <laughs> Navita would probably have a few more drinks and then check on Val within, I don't know, like another hour. All right, so about an hour passes. You tap on Val's door. Yes, who is it? It's Navita, dear. Please open the door. It, it's it's unlocked. Come on in. I'll enter the room. You see Val just kind of laying on uh, on his on the bed, just kind of like staring up at the ceiling, uh, like arms like kind of hands folded across like his chest, like he's just like laying there contemplating. A bit wearied from the road, Bean Sprout. I just, I've never, I've never experienced anything like what I have the past couple of days. And it's, it's kind of a lot to process. Oh, I'm sure it is. I remember my first few days out of the, uh, out of the temple as a sellsword. It can be a lot to process. So what's, what's the plan? Well, the plan is to hang out here for the evening and then get back on the road first thing tomorrow. Okay. As I was walking up here, I heard one of the other guests mention a show. Do you know anything about it? Yes, a uh, Lucius Therai. Oh. Yeah, he's... Yeah, I, 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 I've heard of him. I heard he's great. I heard he's really good. Well, perhaps once you collect yourself, you should come back downstairs. I don't want to let my paycheck out of sight for too long. Val kind of chuckles at this. It's like, yeah, absolutely, Master Navita. Of course. I'll be, I'll be down in time for the show. Very well. And she'll uh, exit and head back downstairs, uh, grab another drink since it's still on Grimm's tab. When 
when Navita comes back, Grim looks at the uh, Grom and Navita and asks them, So, what were you doing while we were out and about? Horses are expensive. Oh? What made them so expensive? Mostly money. Navita, could you uh, clarify for our short friend here? Well, Grum is correct. 50 gold a day seems a bit excessive, and I couldn't even bend the stable boys. Uh, I could not use my charm to bend the stable boys' prices. Apparently, it doesn't fly in this town. Uh, I'm gonna ask Tilly if there's, uh, any gambling to be had before the show. Uh, Tilly says, well, I mean, usually we have, you know, your random card games here and there, uh, but everyone's just kind of geared up and ready, getting ready for the show, so, unfortunately, Master Dwarf, I think that, uh, you're out of luck when it comes to gambling, at least for tonight. Well... If it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. Spend a couple hours, you know, getting, like, washed up, getting rested, whatever it is that y'all want to do uh, before the show starts. You head back downstairs from your rooms, and uh, Val has accompanied you. Tilly leads you to the inn's crowded common room. There are large and small tables staged about the warmly lit dining area. Uh, to the left, there's a long bar near the door to the kitchen. Opposite the bar, a handsome young man is just stepping onto a small raised stage. This is Lucius Therai. Tilly seats you all at a large round table in the middle of the room and tells you that a server will be right with you. The busy din around you hushes in anticipation as the bard begins tuning his instrument with a slight smile on his face. Good evening, the bard calls out to the room in a warm timber. My name is Lucius Therai, and it is my great honor to perform for you this evening. The common room explodes in a thunderous round of applause and whistles. Clearly, the locals appreciate his music. Uh, everyone roll me a um, performance or insight check. Uh, that's going to be a 15. 13. 10. The 14 for Navita. All right, everyone but Grum recognizes that Lucius is very, very good. Probably too good to be playing at this particular venue. Like, as, as bustling as it might be, you know, this really is just sort of a connection point. It's sort of like a like a like a busy convenience store on the on the side of the highway in between two like large cities you know it's nice and it's usually kind of busy but it's nowhere that someone of this caliber should be performing at um in terms of the song itself it's played masterfully almost a bit too perfect and almost Especially to Grim, it almost sounds like almost too like mechanical, as if there's no 
like really passion or, or art behind it. It's almost like it's memorized uh, and uh, and just wrote you know wrote memorization played. They play the first song. The common room, you know, picks up a light buzz of conversation again, and your server arrives and takes your orders. Um, you know, you can order drinks, you can order food. Uh, during your, your while you're eating, uh, you know, Lucius continues to play. Uh, we'll take a break every two or three songs or so to kind of like work the crowd, like talk to people in the audience. You know, he makes his way from table to table, making conversation with folks. And during one of these breaks, Lucius approaches your table as you have uh, started eating and drinking your meal. Ah, fresh faces. Fresh faces means fresh news. Thank the gods. I'm Lucius and I'm very pleased to meet you. Oh, I'm sure you are, Lucius. Lucius, I'll have another beer. Oh, one of the servers will take care of you, Master Dwarf. I'm here to play songs. And what brought you here, Lucius? Of, of all the cities and towns, what what drew you here? Oh, I've never played Solace. And what kind of performer would I be if I overlooked even the tiniest of villages and he kind of like motions toward the crowd and they all eat yeah yeah they all eat it up interesting that you say that because you know correct me if i'm wrong but as a as a musician as a performer if i personally were to travel to various locations every location i would be at would i would give it my all you see your performance, it it doesn't seem to have any soul to it. It doesn't seem to have any passion. It's as if you're playing every song so perfectly that you don't add your own flair to it, your own being to it. So tell me, why aren't you giving us that tonight? What is it about this town that doesn't bring out you? The rest of the crowd the rest of the audience sort of like gets a hushed tone at this sort of this criticism and lucius looks at grim <laughs> well they always say that constructive criticism is what's best and i do appreciate that you know what maybe i haven't been giving it my all these past few songs the audience sort of like kind of like booze this down like nope nope Perhaps this guest is right. I owe you everything. I owe the town of Solace everything. The crowd cheers and erupts in, in, uh, in applause once again. Well, you certainly have had your fill of information. Now it's time for mine. What brings you to Solace? Before Grim answers that, can she incite his answer to see if he's actually being honest that he'll give it his all? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, how does a 17 do? Uh, you can't get a bead on him. You know, whether he means it or he doesn't, uh, he's a bit of a mystery to you. Um, you do, like, whether or not that, if he's being honest about giving it his all, you're not really sure about that. But 
you do have the feeling that Lucius has some sort of ulterior motive for specifically talking to your table. Like, he hasn't been talking to every table. He kind of, like, jumps around. And mm-hmm. But as to why he specifically got to your table, you feel it's not just by random chance. Is he um, looking at Val at all? I was about to say, is Val at our, is Val at our table? I can't recall. Yes, Val, is, Val has accompanied you. Um, Navita, roll me an insight check. That is a nine. You can't determine whether or not there's any interest in from Lucius in Val. Um, can I? I guess. Let me. Um, is Val? Can I guess roll perception check to Val to see if he's changed, like, um, like his posture, anything like that about him that would lead me to believe that he looks nervous, uncomfortable, anything? Um, well, first, uh, to answer the Val question, uh, Val, it's obvious, it's very easy to tell how he feels. He is completely enraptured by the performance and is very excited that, uh, Lucius has stopped to talk to the party. Okay. Like, he, um, like, during the performances, he mentioned stuff like, oh my gosh, like, his telling of the Legend of Huma is the one of the best I've ever heard. So, when when Lucius, like, asks the table, like, what we're doing here, Grim kind of just looks at him and says, well, oh, we're just passing through. We're on our way to a location somewhere. We're traveling. Aspiring mages and all of that. But it's really no big deal. Just average people. Average mercs. You know how it is. Aspiring sure mages? Well, isn't that something? You know, well, many hopeful initiates pass through Solace. Most of them come back disappointed, though. Oh, but I'm I'm sure that won't be the lot of you. Oh, I wouldn't be so confident. We're nothing special. We're just traveling through, and we might even be back. There's really no telling. And what about you, young man? Looks right at Val. Are you an aspiring mage? Grim kind of like, before Val can answer, Grim turns to Val and just kind of gives him this off look like, like, remember what I said about reading people? <laughs> he like sees your look and see, and but has like Lucius like, you know, staring right at him. And so, kind of stammers it out. I, 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 I do want to be a mage, but I, I'm, I'm not sure if, if it'll be worth what I left behind. And Lucius, like, nods, kind of like understandingly about this. Says, oh, I, I love what I do. Traveling and having adoring fans is incredible, but I often wish I'd never left home. Ah, don't listen to this fool. How do you adventure if you don't leave home? Haha, <laughs> indeed, Master Dwarf. Speaking of leaving home, that is the subject of my next song. The crowd starts to applause. He Lucia steps away from your table 
and begins to play his next song. Um, I'd like to whisper, that guy's kind of weird, huh? <laughs> you whisper it loud enough that like they hear it two tables over. Yeah, that sounds right. All right, so everyone but Grum, it seems like. Um, here's a soft crash from across the room. Now, this room is probably... Um, I think like a like a big ballroom, so like maybe like 150 feet. This is you know the the largest room at the inn, you know, reserved for events such as this. Um, so you uh, you hear the soft crash from across the room, probably 100 feet away. I'll look to see what it is. All right. Um, I do the same. Roll me a uh, perception check. Are you just looking, or are you going to go uh, toward the toward the crash? Toward the I'm crash. I'm looking sound? to see if I see it first. Okay, roll me a perception check. That would be a seventeen. All right, you definitely see turn to see an unkempt middle-aged man with wild brown hair. The crash was him colliding with a server, knocking the food that she was carrying to the ground. Strangely, he doesn't look at the mess he caused, but rather he is transfixed, staring at your table with a sour look on his face. His eyes are so wide you can clearly see them dart from Lucius to each of you around the table before lingering on Val for a long moment. Then his face darkens, he turns on his heel, and he storms from the inn. Um, Navita will get up and follow. I was about to say, Grim gets up and, like, just bolts toward the door and looks at the table and says, uh, someone come with me, please. Did, did I notice any of this? Uh, nope, you're probably, um, trying to, uh, see how many times, how, how big of a meat you can swallow, piece of meat you can swallow without chewing. Yes, perfect, okay. Ticknick, Navita, and Grim all heard the new, all heard the crash. Uh, Grim for sure saw uh, this, you know, the the cause of it. I guess Navita would say, someone keep an eye on the boy. Okay, so who is staying at the table? Who is leaving? I don't know. I'm just waiting for the next song. So I'm staying at the table. Grim and Navita are leaving, I believe, and Ticknick and Grum are staying at the table. I'm going to say I protect the boy just in case. Grim and Navita, you head outside. Uh, the man that you saw inside is nowhere in sight. Was Grim? Were, were you given a uh, a description of the this Grace and Ash character? Did you relay that to us? Uh, unfortunately, I was not given a uh, description of him. I did not ask. Uh, That's one of the things I wish I had asked. But I'm glad you and I are seem to be on the same page. Um, Mr. DM, wonderful, wonderful DM, Someone would it be possible for me to roll maybe a survival check to see if I could maybe track the person that had left and maybe get advantage if Navita wants to help me do so? Well, that are, that is what survival checks are for. And yeah, I will let you roll with advantage if Navita is helping you. Yeah, uh, Navita will definitely help you. Um, for anything that she thought it was strange that uh, this 
stranger transfixed on our table and immediately bolted. Um, before I do this roll, uh, Navita, do you mind if I ask you a question? How's your survival? How's my survival? I got a plus three. Uh, do you mind rolling that with advantage? Because that beats mine. I would be happy to. Navita will crouch down and start looking for, uh, I guess, recent footprints, anything that would denote uh, the trail from where he crashed into the server out. That's a 14. So you are able to see a faint trail of damp footprints, that smell of spilled stew. These tracks lead down the spiral stairs to the ground beneath the trees. Uh, you said a 14? Yeah. So once it gets to the ground, uh, it's a bit harder to follow, but you're still able to um, continue. You're still able to uh, keep an eye on them. Um, and about a hundred yards away from the inn, you catch up to this unkempt middle-aged man with wild brown hair. Um. All right, Navita will approach. You there? He turns around, startled. Listen to me. Your initiate is in grave danger, but I cannot say more here. Please, please meet me at my house before you leave town. Grim walks up behind Navita and just says, Before we do that, Grace and Ash, I presume? He, like, waves you away, like, meet me at my home. And he points out, like, um, like through, like, the woods uh it's not entirely difficult to see but you see some kind of like domicile um kind of like on the outskirts of town He's like, just, just meet me there i can't say anymore and he absconds um i'll turn to grim and say uh let's return to the the inn and inform the others correct but we should ref we should inform them in private and we should probably come back first thing in the morning Absolutely. Wonderful. I'm glad we agree. Let's go. And Brim would just start making her back. All right, you head back to the inn. Uh, Lucius is still singing. Everyone is still, and you know, enraptured by the performance. Especially Val, uh, Ticknick, and Grum are still there. Um, sit back down at the table and. Um... Just sort of uh, keep my eye um, on Val throughout the performance uh, between looking up at the stage and, and looking back at him, just kind of patiently waiting for the performance to be over. Yeah, Grim would sit down as well. And, I mean, anything that was asked about it, like let's say Val decided to inquire, she would just say, oh, just, just a crazy person. Nothing to worry about. We'll... We'll talk about things later and, you know, catch up and see how our days were going. Um, Lucius continues to play, uh, comes back to the table and says, and looks at Val, says, I only have a few more songs left, young man. Do you have any special requests? Val kind of stammers and like, and then looks at the rest of you. Like, I don't know. What, what should I say? What, what, what should I have him play? An ode to his mother. She's a very loving woman. Misses her son greatly. 
Anything to remind them out the poor man of home. Ah, uh, yes, the song, song for the boy's mother. Of course, I'm, I am sure she does miss you greatly. I mean, what is a, uh, when a, when a boy, I, I assume you're her only child. Val nods meekly. Oh, when, when an only child leaves the home, it, it breaks a mother's heart. Oh, I hate to see it. I hate to see it. I do believe I'll sing a song about it now. He continues. He starts to play this, like very like mournful ballad, and Val looks very beside himself, concerning you know what he's been doing, and you know the the choices that he has made. He finishes playing. Uh, everyone gives him a standing ovation. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you, Solace. You're lovely. You're beautiful. And makes his way backstage, and everyone starts to uh, get up and either head back to their homes or head back to their rooms in the inn. So as soon as everyone as everyone starts to get up, Grim would get up as well and look to the group and say, "Now let us retire to one of our rooms. We have much to discuss about the remaining trip. Isn't that right, Nvidia?" Yes. Come, little bean sprout. Val asks. Where where did y'all go earlier? You missed some of his best songs. Like I said, it was just a crazy man. Now please... You guys went somewhere? Just for a moment, Master Dwarf. Please, we must discuss something in private. Yes, let us let us go to one of the rooms. Val. We're going to your room. Let's go. Mm, privatization. Sounds good. Wait, but what what crazy man are you talking about? Less questions, more walking child. He, like, stands firm. He's like, no, I'm not a child. And I deserve to know what's going on. This is, we're taking this whole thing, is this whole trip is because of me. I want to know where you went. Grim loses all politeness, puts a hand on her swords, and says, Child, I said we're going to your room. You would be wise to accompany us. We are your guards after all. You know the training sessions that I'm giving you? Unless you want them to hurt a whole lot more, you suggest you follow us. Okay. He balls his fist and he's like, and says, Y'all can't hurt me. Y'all are being paid to protect me. We are being paid to keep you alive. The condition you're in is inconsequential. I, I don't believe it. I don't believe you'd hurt me. Tell me who you went to go see. At this point, you're starting to cause a scene amongst like the people that are still in the ballroom. Um, I will quietly lean into him and say, "You're not safe out here." What? Why? Like, who did you go see? We don't know enough yet, and I don't want to uh, announce our business out here with with prying eyes and ears. Please, just listen. Okay, fine. But as soon as we get back to our rooms, you'll tell me. Yes, I just... And she leans even closer. We need to treat this delicately, please. He nods silently and starts to make uh, his way toward the rooms, up the stairs and toward the rooms. We all follow. Well, I follow, sorry. Can't speak for everyone else. I mean, I got nowhere else to go. Let's do this. All right, so you get to... Uh, Val's room, uh, the last one in, closes the door behind you. 
And as soon as the door is closed, Val says, okay, now tell me, tell me who's, who you went to go see. Tell me why I'm in danger. There was a commotion and, um, something is not right about this evening. There's something off about that bard. There was a man that entered the tavern who quickly, uh, turned tail and left only to tell us that you were in grave danger and that we should meet him the next morning. I do not want you out of my sight, Bean Sprout. Agreed. You see, I was informed of a man named Grayson Ash, who's looking out, who's looking for missing children. Now, whether or not those missing children have anything to do with you, I don't know. But I have reason to believe that this uh, Grayson Ash fellow is the same fellow that said you were in trouble. With this being the case, we have agreed to go see him in the morning and find out more about your predicament. You can trust him, maybe. I know my sources, and I'm likely to believe my sources. This man seems like a good man. He means well. He just might not be all there. Well, I, I don't want to wait until the morning. Let's go see him now. Child, do you want to die? It's a very simple question. Yes or no? I don't see what the difference between seeing him now and seeing him tomorrow, having to wait until tomorrow morning. What if something happens Crying eyes is the difference. If we go now, we lead people directly to him. If we go in the morning, we run the same risk, but slightly less. Right now, that bard, in case you didn't know, took a special interest in you. Now, that bard is probably not who he says he is. Not completely. If he follows you, takes you, or maybe he follows you to Grayson Ash's location, home, abode, and ambushes us. Maybe we all die and you get kidnapped. Is that what you want? Roll me a persuasion or intimidation check. Ooh, all right. We're going with that persuasion because, you know, expertise. And that is a 21. Uh, Val looks at you. I don't, I don't believe you. I don't, I don't trust you anymore. I don't know if I can trust any of you. What the hell did I do? Makes his way uh, to the door, opens it, and starts to walk out. Grim just like, like places her face to her palm and just says, this child has one more lash out before I knock him out and drag him wherever he needs to go. Grim, perhaps we should give him the space, but not take our eyes off of him. You're right. Teenagers are rebellious at times. Let us watch him, see what he does, see what happens to him. But we should, um, we should make sure we stay out of sight. I think one of us who is the most, uh, the most quiet, the most subtle, should follow him. And, uh, That's me. 
<laughs> no offense, Grum. As much as I do love your charming personality, nothing about Damn you right. is subtle. I don't even know what that means. And my point's exactly, child. No more threatening the boy. You're taking all of the fun out of it, but fine. I will refrain from threatening the child. So, Val has made his way out the room, uh, presumably down the stairs. What do y'all do? And Grim tail him as quietly and stealthily as possible. You can roll a stealth check. All right. Come on. Stealth checks. Let's go. Navita is not stealthy at all, so she might hang back for a minute. That's going to be a 17. Well, that is a nat 20. Um, I mean, Val uh, presumes that you that was someone would follow him. So he's kind of keeping an eye out and does spot you as you're like walking down the stairs. Uh, he's talking to various patrons. Uh, he's as he's point black asking where he can find Grace and Ash. Uh, for the most part, he's getting shrugged shoulders. He's getting some information, whether or not it's accurate. Uh, he couldn't possibly know, but he's just, he's pretty much asking anyone and everyone who, uh, Grace and Ashes. I'm going to go back to the bar, sit down, because I know we're supposed to be somewhere in the morning. And if I pass out here, they'll have to wake me up. Uh, Val continues asking. Uh, asked, um, by the time that uh, Grim has come back, has come downstairs, by the time Grum has visited, the, you know, got to the bar, uh, he has asked enough people, I guess, that he has what he determines to be enough information and makes his way outside. So, uh, Grim follows him, and she lets him get slightly out of sight. Is there a point in time where he steps outside and Grim is out of sight of him and maybe other people to where she can shape change into a different person? Just a random person, doesn't matter who, and then proceed to follow him? Uh, yeah, like as he is, like as he, as he leaves the inn, and you're still inside. Uh, at that point, you would be out of sight. Okay. Um. So Grim just kind of like makes sure no one else is looking at her. Changes into like a guy with black hair, you know, a beard, whatever. Um, and kind of like muscular, and then um steps outside and you know follows him to kind of you know maybe show him that Grim isn't following him anymore. Are you trying to be subtle about this? Yes, I'm still trying to be stealthy. Um, roll me a stealth check at advantage. That's a 12. <laughs> Tick Nick, what are you trying to do? I'm going to uh, do the same as what Grim is doing and just try and follow uh, Vale. Okay, Stealthily. roll me a stealth check at disadvantage. I actually have advantage because of Chameleon Carapace, so it cancels out. Ah, okay, so uh, roll me a straight uh, stealth check then. Oh, damn it! Out of four. He definitely sees Ticknick, um, and whether, and, and but also notices, like, doesn't recognize the other man that is following him, but does recognize that the other man is probably following him. 
and as a result sort of picks up his steps a little bit because for all he knows that is someone that is going to put his life in danger i'm going to run after uh van say hey wait up I'll, let me help you um uh, roll me a persuasion check 13. um he looks at you you know you haven't had too much interactions so far on this journey and you can tell that Val is a little overwhelmed by what's going on. And he sort of like word vomits all of this out at once. Like, look, I can't, I can't wait for you. I, if my life is in danger, I deserve to know, you know, who is going to put my life in danger. And if someone can help me, then I want to talk to them sooner rather than later. And plus, I don't want to wait until the morning because, you know, we have to get to the tower in just three more days. And, you know, I don't want to wait. I just, I don't know. I don't understand why we just can't wait. Why we just can't go talk to this person now. Hey, hey, calm down. Take a deep breath. Once you're in that, then we'll go from there. <laughs> I just, I just want to go talk to this person tonight. I don't, I don't, I don't want to wait. Um, that is a great question. What is Grim doing in this situation? Um, I'm assuming Grim is within earshot, right? Yeah, you could def- def- definitely, um, I mean, probably trying to still be a bit, you know, uh, concealed, but you can definitely, uh, I mean, this kid is kind of like, not throwing a tantrum, but he's definitely having like an episode of sorts. Right. So Grim would drop the act, would drop the concealment, would drop the stealth, whatever you want to say, and step out and walk toward um, Val and say, "Listen, it's Grim. Don't I know my appearance is uh, different, but I was hoping you wouldn't notice me." I understand how it feels to have people after you. I understand all too well how that feels. But freaking out about it is not going to help you at all. It's only going to make the situation worse. Someone in my profession would know this better than most. Your best bet is to listen to what we tell you. Because believe me when I say that one, we are going to get you to that tower alive. And we're going to protect you from anything that happens. But You have to work with us as well. This is a two-way street. We can't protect you if you don't let us protect you. Okay, fine. But I still want to see this person tonight. Okay. We will go see him tonight. But can you at least wait till midnight? If you can wait till then, we will get the rest of the group together. We will all go. We'll make sure we are hyper aware. And we'll go see Grace and Ash. I'm sure you can wait another two hours. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's go back and and get Navita and, and Grum and and you, sir, need a drink. Calm your nerves a little bit. I, 
I'm, I can't, I can't have something to drink. And why is that? Is it because you're too young? Well, yeah. Ah, right. Goody two-shoe. The door. Don't worry, you're going to have something to drink. It'll calm you down. All right, so you make your way back to the inn. Uh, you buy, do you, uh, ask Tilly for a drink for Val? Yeah, Grim would Grim would buy it for Val. Like she'd pretend that she was buying it for herself, because by by the time she gets back, she changes into a regular appearance because she's known as. Um, and then uh, she would just you know buy a drink for herself, but like slide it over to Val. Uh, do this, and Val like takes a sip of it, and <laughs> this is oh, this is horrible. <laughs> That's what makes it so great, child. Uh, and just kind of like nurses it until, uh, you know, until you either leave the bar to go to, up to your rooms or you leave the bar to, to head over to Grace and Ashes. Um, so while we're, while, uh, while Val is nursing that cup of whatever he's drinking, Grim and I assume, uh, Grim would gather up the party and kind of explain what happened just kind of off to the side making sure she wasn't overheard by anyone um you know and explain that we were going to go see grace and ash at around 1 a.m or just after midnight so one o'clock rolls around you um grim and navita lead the way since they were the ones that uh grayson pointed his um where he lived or where he was staying at least uh pointed it out you arrive at a small house with boarded up windows and a roof in need of serious repair at the base of a tree on the southwestern edge of Solace. You knock on the door and Grayson greets you in the same clothes that he was wearing earlier. Uh, there are dark circles under his eyes and he holds a steaming cup of tea. He looks around suspiciously as though concerned he might have been followed and ushers you quickly inside. The interior of Grayson's home is just as disheveled as he is, with stacks of books and loose papers covering most of the available surfaces. Grayson gestures towards a couch and a couple of you know, mismatched chairs across the room by the hearth while taking a sip of his tea and burning his mouth. Oh, gosh, it's hot. He sputters. <clears throat> Please, ha- have a seat. Have a seat. W- w- would you like a cup of tea? Uh he points to the teapot, and there are several kind of like ruddy cups on a battered coffee table in front of the couch. Of course, we would like some tea, and we'd like to get down to business as quickly as possible, for obvious reasons. Uh, of course, five, five cups for everyone. Yes, please. Uh, pours the five cups. Uh, Val says no. His he's like he like holds his stomach. He's still uh feeling the effects of his first uh, ale and uh, you know um, you know politely uh, declines uh, Grayson seems nervous seems paranoid a bit manic uh, he can't sit still he fidgets constantly between his tea col- uh, with his teacup between gulps um, he looks very pale despite you know the the coolness of the uh, of the evening his forehead is beaded with sweat um during the conversation you will often 
um, stop speaking su- suddenly, get up to peer outside suspiciously between you know slats of the boarded up window. Then he'll return to a seat to continue. Okay, I'm, I'm so glad you came. I so many that I try to warn do not. Um, Navita will uh, mock, uh, drink the, out of the teacup, but really not drink anything. Um, and what others do you mean? Roll me a uh, insight check. That's a nineteen. All right, so you, um, you are assured that he absolutely believes every word that he's saying. Um, you also see, like, by his demeanor, by like his sweaty brow and the pale, the color of his skin, how pale he is, um, that he's probably a little bit sick, like running a fever or something. Um, he, um, you know, he's uh, kind of trembling slightly. Um, and looks a bit dehydrated. Like you, he, like I say, he does not look well. I'd like to ask him what's wrong with him. I just, I'm not, I'm not sleeping. I'm not sleeping well, I don't think. But, but look, I can tell you that Lucius is up to no good. I told you he was weird. He's very weird. I, <clears throat> I think he's part of this this organization they they are anti-magic they go by the taljara and and they they believe that that magic use has been responsible for nearly every awful thing that has happened throughout the ages that's interesting have the uh you said tajara correct yes yes the the taljara taljara they haven't been in town lately have they well like i said they're they're a secret organization that and so no one believes me they did they just call me a a crackpot but i I think they're beginning to suspect me i I keep seeing people watching my house and as he says that he like goes back to the window to kind of like look through the slats again you see i believe that even A little bit of information can be pulled out of the maddest of men, yourself included. What if I told you that just yesterday, an all-black carriage sped through town and nearly ran someone over, and they seem to have left town toward the southern direction. This direction, actually. Not southeast, but south. Um... Would that be these uh, people that you're referring to? I mean, qu- quite possibly. I, I, I couldn't say for sure, but and look, you didn't happen to see them? No, no, I, I, I didn't see a black carriage. No, but interesting. I can tell you that there have been reports of mages missing and disappearing all across the land. He starts shuffling through like different uh, stacks of parchment, like looking for stuff. Um. Uh, he starts like looking around all over, like tossing stuff on the ground. It's like, I, I don't, I can't find my notes, but I, I've been keeping meticulous notes on all these miss, on all these missing mages and all the disappearances. Were but, your notes stolen? They got to be here somewhere. I, I know they're here, but look, you can't trust Lucius. He, a, a few months, a few days, just just shortly after he arrived, I met the first of of many parents 
that have come to solace looking for their missing children. I, I think he is in league with the Taljara and he's, he's using, you know, his, his position as a bard to try to find the initiates that are coming through town. And then the Taljara, then he gives that information to the Taljara and then, and then they're, they're taking, they're kidnapping them. I, I, I can't prove it, but I know it. And I have notes here somewhere. And he starts rifling through the paperwork again. You see, you do sound like an absolute madman. At this point, Val's like, yeah, you do sound like you're crazy. I don't I don't believe anything. Lucius seems so nice. Why would he ever want to hurt me? However, I do agree with you. The the bard is definitely suspicious. There's something wrong with him. I don't know if it's as crazy as he's in league with this Taljara. But I do believe that he does have a unsettling interest in our little travel companion. Can um, Navita wants to uh, tend to him medically? Can I do a, I guess maybe a medicine check to see if his ailment is physical or magical in some nature? Uh, you can do an Arcana check. I have no right. It's time to act. We beat up the bard. <laughs> you know, while I don't think beating up the bard is the smartest idea, I do think that interrogation is a lot of fun. Um, so let's say we set some bait if the bar doesn't take it, well, he's innocent. If he does take it, well, we strap him to a chair and we do... I get to hit the bar. Ah, yes. You do get to Perfect. hit the bar right between the legs until he talks. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> oh, does the thought make you squeamish? Uh, Navita, do you want to run the? Uh, do you want to roll that Arcana check to see if it's uh, whatever is afflicting Grayson, if it's physical or magical? Yeah, with all of my uh, uh, Arcana ability, I rolled a big fat five. Uh, well, yeah, you can't tell if there's anything uh, magical going on, but as you attempt to discern this, uh, Grayson once again peers through the boarded window, and as the moonlight hits his face. You can see that he is even more pale than when he was when you arrived. Sweat slowly dripping down his face. He glances around nervously, then turns back toward you and mumbles, just a matter of time before they come for me. Suddenly, Grayson doubles over, gripping his stomach and groaning. Oh, gods! He gasps, staring in wide-eyed horror at the teacup shaking violently in his hand. Then he topples up over face first onto the floor. I'd like to push my teacup away from me. I know that Harlan did not drink out of it. Graham Grum and Ticknick, uh, I'm going to assume that you did. Oh yeah, I'm a dwarf. Of course I drank it immediately. Uh, the three of you roll me a constitution saving throw, please. 13. Oh, heck yeah, that's a 21. Ouch. Eight. Uh, Master Dwarf, you are 
poisoned for the next 12 hours. I, I have resistance to poison. Oh, well, then you just have bubble guts. You're fine. Perfect. The pee's bad, guys. Uh, okay, so now what do y'all want to do? Uh, check his vitals. <laughs> yep, Grim was going to do the same thing. Uh, roll me a, a medicine check. That's a dirty 20. That is a big fat six. Well, uh, Navita, with your 20, uh, you can see that Grayson is very much dead. Um, he appears to be, uh, have been poisoned, probably from the tea. Uh, you, um, search around, you search the, uh, um, like around the, um, a kitchen area and find a small jar of tea leaves um, that have a very faint glowing smell that you recognize as Flayer's Wart, which is an herbal poison that requires multiple doses to be lethal. I'll inform the party holding up the, uh, the tea container and say, uh, this does not appear to be a one-off poisoning. It, it seems that he's been given this over time. As much as I hate to say this, because I don't like agreeing with madmen, I don't think he was actually mad, nor do I think he was crazy. I think he was right. Navita, as you can clearly see, you're holding up poison. And his notes that he swears he had just happened to be missing. I think the likelihood of someone not going to name names or locations probably came in, took the notes, and poisoned him. And I think that our Lucius friend would be a wonderful place to start. Well, I believe we should start with Tilly, because we don't... How long has this Lucius been in town? If if Grayson was poisoned over time, then we would want to figure out if Lucius has been in town long enough to do that, or perhaps someone else in town. Well, you're right. The black carriage was yesterday, so that couldn't have been long enough. Although, instead of going to Tilly and involving her in this... Like I said, we could just interrogate the poor bard until he speaks. I wouldn't want to approach the bard until we have as much information as we can gather. Um, would I be able to figure out... Um, I guess, I don't know what, I mean, it would be nature or what. Um, whatever amount that he had made this teapot with... Uh, how long it might take for this poison to be administered for it to kill him, anything like that, GM? I mean, based on what you know of the plant, uh, it would take um, a handful of doses. You know, if uh, if one single dose is enough to get you sick for, you know, most of a day, then, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, you know, a, ha a half dozen or so doses is enough to kill you so given what we know about this poison um i would say that there are a few people that we can talk to uh whatever general store this was purchased from we could speak to tilly to figure out how long exactly this bard has been around i mean how truthfully is about it 
uh, what information he'd given to Tilly, we'll never know for sure, so... We do have the option of just speaking to the bard directly, you're correct. I still say we beat up the bard. Well, let's do this. I believe that NVIDIA is right. We should split up, though. Two of us take the boy and go talk to Tilly. And the other two go investigate the local um, herb shops in town. See if we can't find out where this poison was bought from. As you start to enact this plan, Val stands up. It's like, no, we don't have time for this. We have to get to the tower. I guess I said that we only have a few more days. The boy's right. We don't have much time left to get to the tower. Then we beat up the tower. That's is an option. I don't like agreeing with the dwarf. I, th- or... I, I think we should just leave. Like, leave a note or something, and then just go. Yes, let's leave evidence that we left. It's a great idea. Well, then don't leave a note. Then I then don't leave a note, but just go. Look, I, I don't know. I still kind of don't believe that Lucius is a bad guy, but I also don't... I don't really believe that Grayson wasn't completely insane. Well, you know, as you said, we don't have a lot of time until the something tower closes or whatever and you can't get to it or something. But I do know one thing for sure. We have a job to do, and that is to get you to the tower. Whatever mystery that happens between now and then, you're right, isn't really our concern. So, I think, I believe, uh, NVIDIA, you had the same conclusion, but I say we pack our things and leave immediately. I have to say, the boy is, uh, has some insight. I mean, staying in town might not be the safest thing, so, yes, I agree. Perhaps we should pack our stuff and go. you think, Grum? Well, talk to sheep. Let's do this. And take this guy's food. Ticknick? Yes, I believe we should leave, possibly now, just in case people are around. It is decided, then. Let's gather our things and hit the road. So you go back to the inn, you collect your stuff, and hit the road. Middle of the night, no one is around. Having left Solace behind, your journey continues as you travel along the edges of the Qualanesti forest around the base of the mountains. The wind began to pick up as you left town, and within an hour, It is howling fiercely, whipping your clothes and swaying the trees of the forest. The road has been deserted since the wind reached its worst, but about three hours outside of town, you hear the jangling rumble of a wagon approaching behind you. Turning, you see a buckboard wagon bouncing down the road toward you, with none other than Lucius the Rye driving the lather draft horse, and several rough-looking people clinging to the sides in the back. One of the passengers wears the uniform of the Solace Town Guard. Whipping the horses without mercy, Lucius shouts, Stop! In the name of the Solace Militia, we have questions about the murder of Grayson Ash! Son of a bitch. And that, dear listener, is where we will end this episode. Please join us for the next Tales from the Tower as we reach the epic conclusion of Trials of the Tower Initiate. 
Thank you for listening, Traveller, and we hope you join us again for the next Tales from the Tower.